1: ...past 10 o'clock on this Monday morning, the fourth morning of the month of March in the year of our
2: Lord, 2019.
1: May I
0: ask you this. Do you believe uh, Michael Cohen when he said there was no collusion with Russia?
2: I believe a few things Michael Cohen said. Like he said in the hearing, my name is Michael Dean Cohen. I uh-huh. believe that. There's probably a few other things that we can prove. He said Do you he believe never he's heard... never been to Prague? He said that, and that's something you can verify. That, that You can okay. look at passports. You can look at travel. So that undermines this whole dossier, which, remember, was the basis for... Whole crazy investigation to begin with. So that's not. I mean, I, that that isn't the facts. I it's say, a it's a it, big it, fact. It, it is
1: something that you we, have, we've had this you, No, before. I understand. It's something that you believe, but it has not been proven. No. It's- Chuck Todd trying to tell Jim Jordan that facts that have been entered into evidence, at least in the court of public opinion, are not facts. I'm still waiting for the first time he challenges a liberal uh, in the middle of one of their statements as well. Uh, Joining us now for his regular Monday visit on AM 1420, the answer is Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative Congressman Jordan. How are you, sir? I'm
2: doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you.
1: You know, I I uh, I don't understand. Uh, uh, you know, I I know who he is, and I know what he is, and I know most of these uh, guys like Chuck Todd are the same. But it's so funny to listen to him literally get into engaged in an argument with you over facts that you are presenting. I have never seen him do that to a uh, liberal guest. He just sits there and nods accordingly, no matter how far fetched any tale they might be telling is. You're trying, and we're trying to get the truth out there, and, and yeah. the, the, the mainstream media is doing everything the thing they can to obstruct it.
2: Yeah, no, it was funny because right before he had uh, Senator Warner from Virginia on, and, and he, it was just a completely different type of interview with him. But you know, we're kind of used to it, Bob. I mean, look, this is this is the way that it works in, in the uh, mainstream press. But on that particular issue, the dossier was paid for by the Clinton campaign. They paid the law firm Perkins-Cuey. They paid then Fusion GPS, who then hired uh, Christopher Steele, the foreigner, who never, talked to any, who never went to Russia, just talked to a couple Russians, put together this fake document that our FBI dressed all up, took to the secret court, and when they took it to the court, they didn't tell them anything about that, that pattern and who paid for it, uh, and they used it to get the warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. That is a fact, and they led with that when they went to the FISA court. They led with the dossier, and there was no disputing that. The memo that was put together a year ago uh, points all that out. But still, the left says, no, 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 no. that's not quite accurate. Well, the left no, operates.
1: you say there's no z- disputing that, and you're right, but yet Chuck Todd tried to dispute it anyway. What exactly <laughs> was he trying to say is wrong? What, what was he saying that you were saying is incorrect? Because everything you've said has been uh, verified.
2: I have. I, I do not know. Uh, all we can do is assert the fact.
1: Uh, and Uh-oh. I think we have a problem with the conversation. So I that
2: interview yesterday, and then um, – you know, we, we, uh, the, the, the bottom line, the takeaway from last Wednesday was real simple. Their star witness, their first announced witness for this Congress was a guy who was in, in two months going to prison for lying to Congress. And when they brought him in front of Congress last week, he lied at least six times. And that's why we did the criminal referral letter to the attorney general. And we pointed out the six times where we thought he was inaccurate in his testimony in front of Congress once again. That was the takeaway from the hearing.
1: And, you know, you're, 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 first of all, before we get to your questioning of Mr. Cohen, which I thought was, was very, very important and very, very well done. Your opening statement to the chairman of the oversight committee was just as important. How can they justify, honestly, the very first witness they call, uh, in, in the new Congress to be, a, like you said, a man who is going to prison for lying to Congress and with absolutely no evidentiary value, no probative value whatsoever, having right. anything to do with a, with a pending case before Congress or, uh, involving the President of the United States? This was clearly just an opportunity to bring him up here while we'll have the world stage, even though the president's over in Vietnam talking to North Korea yeah. every network is going to yeah. cover this and they got huge ratings to before the american people to let him have an unfettered opportunity to trash the president that's all it was
2: yeah it sure was and this just underscores what we've said many times and that is they are so focused on on getting the president not about helping the country but about getting the president that they're willing to give a forum they let the they let mr cohen have a 30 minute opening statement where all he did was trash the president with with so many things that cannot be proven in, in any way, so um, this just underscores the fact that they're more concerned about stopping the president than they are in helping the country. So much so, they're going to give a convicted felon of four distinct federal crimes. They're going to give him a forum in front of uh, in front of the entire country at, at the uh, at the oversight committee hearing.
1: Now, that's the Oversight Committee. Uh, let's talk about yeah. another committee on which you sit. Your chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, is, says um, we are going to call what? I think they're going to subpoena documentation 60. and potentially testimony from up to 60 different sort- 60 sources. People. Yeah, 60 different people, uh, all in an attempt to search for obstruction of justice, which doesn't exist, or abuse of power, which is a very broad term as well. Um, wh- wh- yeah. what, what, is, what is your response for to what Nadler is promising to it- do here?
2: Yeah, he said yesterday, Jerry Nadler said yesterday, we're, we're doing this, 60 different people, we're going to ask for documents, 60 different people in our effort to, to determine whether obstruction of justice uh, uh, took place. When he was asked right after that, does he think obstruction of justice took place? He said, yes, I do. So he's already convicted the president in his mind, so much for, for a valid investigation. <laughs> the guy doing the investigation has already decided. And you know why he's already decided? Because two weeks ago in his district in Manhattan, mega, super... Donor uh, for the Democrats, mega donor for the Democrats, Tom Steyer, organized a town hall in Jerry Nadler's district, encouraging Nadler's constituents to push Chairman Nadler to impeachment. And then guess what he did last week? Tom Steyer went to Elijah Cummings' district in Baltimore and encouraged Elijah Cummings' constituents to push Mr. Cummings to, to work for impeachment as well. That's why they're doing this push. Their donors, their radical left is pushing them towards this crazy impeachment process, and they're just going to travel down that road, unfortunately.
1: You know that's uh, you're 100 percent right. Um, Tom Steyer is pulling a lot of the strings here, the puppet strings. And you mentioned in that uh, in your uh, uh, statement to uh, to Cummings that also uh, Lanny Davis was running this. Thing Lanny Davis. I mean, the the true power brokers here are not the elected officials. There are people behind the scenes, including longtime uh, uh, Clinton supporter and attorney uh, Lanny Davis. I mean, honestly, yeah. are, are Do any are any these Democrats acting on their own, or are they really all being guided by uh, the uh, you know the the power players behind the scenes?
2: Bob, I said this in the the hearing. This was the Michael Cohen hearing presented by Lanny Davis and pushed by Tom Steyer. Lanny Davis told our lawyers, the Republican oversight lawyers on the committee, uh, told our lawyers that he pushed for this hearing. He he talked Michael Cohen in to do it. He always wanted this hearing. He chose that committee. And most importantly, he talked Elijah Cummings into having that hearing. So this, remember, this was their big announcement last fall after the election. They're going to have Michael Cohen come in. This was the Lanny Davis choreographed hearing. That's not supposed to be how things work. It's supposed to be, we're going to do real oversight. We're going to do systematic investigations where we pursue the truth, not bring in someone who's going to prison for lying to Congress and give him a form to trap tra- the president.
1: Um Congressman, you know, polls are polls and surveys are surveys and political analysts are political analysts. But I'm seeing more and more people on various sides, not just conservative sides, saying that the president of the United States is the odds on favor to win reelection in 2020. And in fact, perhaps perhaps in a landslide fashion because of the way this country is going right now with employment, with wages, tax cuts and so on and so forth is is what we're seeing right now. Their last ditch attempt to stop him. They know that he cannot be beaten by any of the, at least by any of their declared candidates thus far. The only thing they can do is impeach him. They have to stop him before twenty twenty arrives, or else they know that it's over for them.
2: Yeah, I think I think that could be it. I think their their hardcore left wing base is pushing them in that direction. Certainly, Mister Steyer and some of the mega donors for their party. Uh, and then you got these these just socialists in their in their party who are just adamantly opposed to the president, even though it's been, as we've talked about several times, Bob, an amazing two years. I mean, I have this list that we talk about, but it's so important. Regulations are, have been reduced. Taxes have been cut. The economy is growing at an amazing rate. The stock market is up. Unemployment is at its lowest in 50 years. Two great justices in Gorsuch and Kavanaugh are on the court. We're out of that crazy Iran deal. The embassy is now in Jerusalem. The hostages come home from North Korea. There's a new NAFTA agreement coming. And you could go on and on. That is truly an amazing record. And to think the president did that with that whole town against him, the press is against him, the left wing and the Democrats against him, they're trying to impeach him, they're investigating him like crazy, and a bunch of the establishment Republicans are against him. And still, and still he has that amazing record. So the American people see that. I did an event up in Fremont. on on Friday night, the the enthusiasm in the crowd for the, the policies that the president has achieved, it was unbelievable. They see that. They see through all that baloney that goes on in Washington. They see what's really happening across the country. And that's why you're right, Bob. I think it's going to be real tough to beat the president, no matter who they nominate on the other side.
1: Well, and and you're you're right too. Is his his, um, his poll numbers, his approval rating is ticking up, uh, despite unprecedented levels of obstruction and and character assassination by the mainstream press and so on and so forth. His yep. numbers right now are comparable to what Obama's and Clinton's, the last two Democratic presidents, were at the same point in their presidency, and they faced nowhere near the kind of uh, uh, badgering and harassment, obviously, that this particular president has. So that says a lot about his popularity and where, what the American people want.
2: That town hates me. That, that, that D.C. doesn't like the president for one simple reason. He's doing what he said. That town's not used to that. What happens in Washington is people go out and say all kinds of things. They get to Washington and, oh, we'll do it the old same old swamp way, same old establishment way. This president is actually coming to that town and doing what he told the American people he was going to do, and that drives that town crazy. It drives the left crazy. It drives the media crazy. But the American people appreciate it.
1: Congressman I want to ask you one question you may not want to answer and it's okay if you don't uh because I know you're you're focused on legislation and you're focused on these investigations and trying to provide fair uh, uh um, opportunities for people to be heard especially in defense of the president but you some of your colleagues are just going off the rails uh, and, and I'm wondering when members of the opposite party opposition party are going to do something to rein them in I'm talking specifically about the likes of Ilan Omar the freshman representative who continues her anti-semitic tirades yeah. every g- in turn um you know trying to undercut our relationship with israel trying to suggest that if you support israel you're anti-american because you're supporting a foreign power i mean it it is really you know i don't know it it might be approaching a dangerous level now the type of rhetoric that is coming from the democrat party and no one in their party seems to have the courage to stand up and stop it
2: yeah there are a few who have stood up and, and spoke out against it, and i appreciate that um and what she has said is just flat out wrong. Israel is our best friend uh, in, in in the entire world, and we should we should be helping them every chance we get. That bond is special; it goes back to our cultural Judeo Christian heritage. So, um, look, my, my focus is on on helping them in, in any way we can as our as one of our top allies, um, one of our top allies in, in the world. Sometimes, though, what happens, Bob, is people will say things simply because it's not going the way they want. I think that's what happened at the end of the hearing uh, last Wednesday when their last questioner, their very last questioner, went after my friend, a good man, an honorable man, Mark Meadows, in a way. You know what happens is when the hearing wasn't going quite the way they wanted, Michael Cohen, you know, wasn't, wasn't the star witness that they hoped he was going to be, uh, then you resort to name calling. And she, she said some things about Mark Meadows that are absolutely not true. Um, and that, that bothered me. It bothered me a lot. And, and I'm glad that Mark pushed back and we pushed back at the hearing. And to Mark's credit, the chairman of the committee understands what a, what a good man Mark Meadows is and, uh, and said a few things. So that was, I, was, I was pleased to at least see that from the chairman at the end of the hearing.
1: But, and you know, you read my mind because that was going to be my last question for you because I know how close you and Mr. Meadows are. You're great friends and obviously co-founders of the Freedom Caucus and so on. And that was so shocking and so appalling what Representative Talib said so to wrong. him and yeah. about him and about the black woman that she insulted. And, and what bothers me is even though there were some things said by the chairman, as you pointed out, in defense of Mr. Meadows and others did as well, after the fact... Uh, again, another freshman, Democrat, woman, representative, uh, uh, Ocasio Kelly Bundio-Cortez, uh, decided to, to double down on it. And again, declared her to be a prop. Uh, that, 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 a token, if you will, suggesting that a, a black woman who stands with and agrees with people like Mark Meadows and the, the ideology that he represents, they are there as a token. That is about as racist as it gets. And what bothers me, sir, is that no one, while they may be speaking out against set, such statements and the anti-Israel statements, they're not censuring their own. They're not demanding yep. that they stop under yep. penalty of some sort if not being asked to resign their positions, which shows that they have a tacit support
2: of it yeah it is anyone who knows mark meadows is my best friend in, in in the congress and anyone who knows him either side of the aisle knows what a good man he is and that's what ticked me off more than anything else when that statement was made and i think it was made because it wasn't going the way their hearing wasn't going the way they had wanted michael cohen wasn't this star witness that they thought he was going to be and he was you know saying that the, the the six different lies that he said uh, false statements that he made under under oath there on the witness stand and so what do they resort to they resort to name calling and it was totally inappropriate and wrong for him to do it, particularly when you are focusing on a guy with the character of Mark Meadows. And that yeah. you are right. I wish uh, I wish it wouldn't continue, and I wish more people would speak out against
1: it. Yeah. And as and as um, uh, galling as the attack on Mister Meadows was, the attack was even worse on Lynn Patton because they were suggesting she's not a free thinker of Lynn Patton she Can be used a, uh, as such a as such a prop, and that's
2: just, she's a good it's
1: lady. It's got to stop. Yes, she is. She's she was wonderful in the way she handled all of this as well, Congressman Jordan. I know you are busy. Thanks for coming on with us. Keep up the great you work, bet, sir. We'll check in again
0: soon. That's
1: Congressman Jim Jordan on AM 1420. The answer, it's 1023. Let's catch up. Traffic now on AM 1420. The insurance company and affiliates. Equal housing Insurance.
0: Hi, this is Kelsey Grammer.
1: When military service members head into battle, none are expected to face the enemy alone, but many return home and become isolated as they struggle with the visible and invisible wounds of
0: war. It can be difficult knowing how to overcome that challenge and rekindle bonds similar to those formed in the military. Wounded Warrior Project supports these injured veterans through their recoveries by connecting them with fellow warriors and their communities. No one should fight this battle alone. Join us at woundedwarriorproject.org. There are two sides to every story there's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer
1: i right, 1028 short segment here before the bottom of the hour. I uh, really appreciate Congressman Jordan. A lot of really good information there. Let me try to take a call from Maury in Beachwood before we get to the bottom of the hour news. Maury, are you there?
3: I am. Thank you. Good okay. morning, Bob. Yes, sir. Uh, Go right ahead. You know, I've been kind of frustrated, and I had, I had called you about some of my concerns, but I think you're finally starting to see the light down the tunnel. Uh, number one was uh, the executive order that, that the president going to do, because my concern has been about free speech, about not being able to do certain things that you want to do, like wear mega hats, etc. I don't know if you saw it last night at Mark Mike Levine show, but he had a guy by the name of Brandon Straka. He's a gay, former liberal, he just started what's called a walk away campaign. He finally saw what the liberals are, and the media are all about. And he is starting a campaign, grassroots movement, walk away from liberal race baiting victim narratives. He's a young guy, very impressive. Also, Candace Owens, for example, who's been working to try to get the African American vote. And she's an amazing individual. I'm, I'm a, she is. Uh, very, very impressive, and I think she's been very successful. I think all these things, in spite of the fact we still have all the rhinos, uh, but I think now we can win even in spite of them. So um, I think it's kind of looking up. It's definitely going to be a landslide. Um, There's no doubt in my mind, and I think uh, things are looking up.
1: Well, I hope you're right, and uh, I, too, am very enthused and encouraged by people like her and uh, organizations like hers, uh, uh, including Turning Point that she represents and also the Blexit organization that she has started as well. So, yeah, things very well can be turning up. It can't happen fast enough, and it cannot happen more. And, by the way, to the point. How can it grow and happen faster? More members, more leaders, more people having their eyes open. How does that happen? Going on college campuses, educating kids, recruiting kids, and people might be like-minded to join their organization and try to, again, in a peaceful way, express this ideology. And what happens? They get shut down or they get beat up. That's why what the president is pledging with respect to uh, the um, withholding of federal research grants to college campuses that do not guarantee and ensure the safety of people as they practice free speech on campus is so very, very important. Thanks for the call. Coming up, after the news, as noted earlier, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Robert Epstein, the foremost authority on Google search manipulation and social media censorship in the United States. This is huge, and we're going to talk to him coming up next right here on AM 1420. Yes, sir. Ten thirty-five. As we continue on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Thank you so much for joining us. Want to make you aware of an event that is coming up on Friday, March eighth, out in Portage County. The Portage County Tea Parties, excuse me, Tea Party Speakers Bureau is bringing Dr. Robert Epstein to town. Dr. Epstein is the foremost authority on Google search manipulation and social media censorship in the United States. You've heard me on many, many shows doing many, many segments about the dangers of social media about the manipulation of Google and by Google, about how these platforms are toxic, and I'm embarrassed and really ashamed to even have an account on either Twitter or Facebook, but that I feel the need to use those in order to do this show properly. Uh, it's, uh, it's terrible. But how bad is it? How dangerous is it for you when it comes to your privacy as well? Well, Dr. Epstein is giving a free lecture in Portage County on Friday, as I said, at 7 p.m. at Maplewood Career Center in Ravenna. Tickets are free, but they are also very limited, 300 seats in the center. And I'm told by Tom Zawastowski, who uh, runs the Portage County Tea Party, that there were only about 50 left as of this morning. So I'm going to tell you right now, get to a keyboard or your phone and start banging out PortageCountyTeaParty.com. All right, go to PortageCountyTeaParty.com, click on the reservations link, and reserve your seats now, because they will probably be gone before we uh, finish this show at 11 o'clock. There's only 50 seats left, so get on board. Joining us now to discuss this and more is Dr. Robert Epstein on AM 1420, The Answer. Doctor, good morning. How are you, sir?
4: I'm very good, Bob. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on with us. And moreover, thanks for coming out and talking to the people in person on, uh, on Friday. This is, uh, this is going to be a very, very eye-opening event for everyone, including myself, to be honest with you, doctor. I, I've been, I've been ranting and railing against, um, uh, Google's bias and their, their, their autofill search manipulation. Also just their search results, uh, the way they, they manipulate results to fit their own personal ideology, which we know, uh, from in the folks in Google and the, uh, owners, uh, and CEOs, etc., is very, very left of center as well as the social media platforms. You've become an expert in this area. What drove you to do all of this research?
4: Well, it started uh, over six years ago. I, I simply got a bunch of reminders, a bunch of emails from Google saying my website had been hacked and they were blocking access to it. And I, I wondered, why was I getting these notifications from Google, a private company. Why wasn't I getting notifications from some government agency or some nonprofit organization? And it just it just kind of caused me to take a closer look at this very, very, very unusual company. And I, I ended up doing uh, research and making some discoveries about uh, very powerful tools that they have available to them for, uh, shifting votes by the millions, uh, shifting opinions, beliefs, attitudes. Uh, I've had to put names on these techniques because they're new. They're they're all uh, made possible by the internet and by by literally by Google itself. Facebook has other tools available that are somewhat similar, but uh, altogether we're looking at you know a whole new world in which. Uh, Our thinking and behavior and the thinking and behavior of our children is very much under the thumb, under the control, under the iron heel of two primarily two big companies. And they're affecting not just us, but more than two and a half people around the world.
1: You know, um, we have heard a lot of other complaints about, uh, the social media sites. This is more than Google now, although Google, of course, uh, dabbled in that as well with Google Plus, but the Twitter and the Facebook worlds about shadow banning. Uh, and we've heard conservative elected officials talk about this. I, my last guest, Congressman Jordan has talked about this in the past, being when he's been, uh, shadow banned as well as conservative talk show hosts, pundits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is this, is this, uh collusionary in in terms of the leadership of these platforms between google twitter facebook and so on and so forth or are they all coming to the these decisions on their own who they're going to allow to have free speech and uh... you know who to whom they're going to provide accurate information
4: well the leaders of these companies do meet from time to time uh... you know they the the companies uh, compete with each other so I, I can't honestly say that they work together on everything but they do meet uh, and they do have political interests that coincide. So that's the problem. So, uh, you know, one of the articles I published on this topic concluded uh, that if the major companies here, which is mainly Google, Facebook, and Twitter, if they all happen to, to be supporting the same candidates or the same party, uh, they could shift uh, 10% of the of the votes in America with no one having the slightest idea idea that they've done anything so uh you know with or without collusion if they if their interests coincide, uh, that makes democracy fairly meaningless. It means it's, the free and fair election is very much an illusion
1: um, Dr. Robert Epstein is our guest uh, this morning. <clears throat> Dr. Epstein is currently the senior research uh, psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology, as well as a contributing editor for scientific uh, American Mind. Um, is is a lot of what we're seeing from Google, for example, when it comes to the manipulation and the uh, the privacy invasions and so on and so forth. Is this all about just selling information to make money? How do they profit from these ventures? Is I guess my 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 larger question.
4: Well, they have uh, they have multiple goals uh, when they're using these these techniques, these manipulative techniques. Uh, the primary goal has got to be obviously to make money, uh, and you know. Uh, but they have other goals too. They have they have political interests. We've seen in some of the leaks that have come out of Google in recent months uh, that have that have gone over to uh, either to Fox News or gone over to Breitbart. Uh, we've seen in internal emails at Google, internal videos at Google. Uh, that there are you know extremely uh, strong uh, political leanings there. Now, I myself, by the way, i am not a conservative. I'm not a Tea Party member. Uh, I I think that these these uh, these threats to democracy and to human autonomy uh, are so so grave at this point that I think we need to rise above our politics and we need to stand together and look at this problem and look at it you know honestly. Uh, the point is that, uh, you know, what these companies can do is largely uh, invisible to people. Sometimes they're doing it to make money. Sometimes they're doing it for political ends. sometimes they're doing it for intelligence purposes because they do work with, uh, with our intelligence agencies and with other intelligence agencies around the world. I mean, don't forget, they're not just in the U.S. These companies are in every country in the world.
1: You know, Doctor, the fact that you say you're not politically conservative, is it makes your, your, your viewpoint even that much more valid and your research that much more valid. You're not trying to, to score political points here. You're just trying to alert people. But what I want to know is what can be done? Um, even once, when people are alerted to this, after you speak to 300 people on Friday, for example, and explain all of this to them, Google is so embedded in our culture, it's a verb. You know, you don't search things, you Google things. Um, nobody is gonna stop doing that, or at least I wouldn't, I don't know how we can stop that. Same thing with Twitter and Facebook, they are just so massive on such a huge scale, it is just the way the world communicates now. Um, for crying out loud, you know, this country is almost governed via Twitter, between the president's use of it, and people like, uh, rising, you know, younger millennial stars like um, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, they're, they're governing by Twitter. And and they're reaching people by Twitter. They're changing minds by Twitter. So I guess my question is, is, once we identify the dangers and the privacy concerns and the psychological manipulation you're talking about, how do we break people of these things?
4: Well, there are some things that have to be done at the institutional level, uh, have to be done through government actions, uh, those are those are uh, issues I've talked about. Uh, you know, the problem is I don't think regulation uh, or legislation uh, is going to help us very much because it can't move fast enough. And you know, technology moves very fast. Uh, there are things we can do at the individual level. For example, uh, you are crazy these days if you're using Gmail, uh, since all of that information. Uh, is analyzed uh, and stored permanently by Google, Uh, you're crazy to use Gmail. You should be using a non-Gmail email service. Uh, I use uh, one called ProtonMail right now, which is one of the the secure uh, email services out there. It's actually protected by Swiss privacy laws. Uh, so there are alternatives out there for, for emails, uh, and there are alternatives for using Google.com. I don't use Google.com. I use Startpage, which you probably never heard of, but Startpage.com gives you full access to Google search results, but it doesn't track you. So there's no reason whatsoever for anyone to be using Google, which tracks every single thing you do. So there's a, there's a piece of mine, which is easy to find online called seven simple steps toward online privacy, seven simple steps. And uh, it's easy to find. And that, that'll give you some ways at the individual level that you can protect your, yourself and your kids. Uh, And, and, you know, there are other things we can do too i 'm I'm actually going to be talking in my my speech in a couple of days i 'm going to be talking uh, about my monitoring projects and i 'm going to be going public soon with the with my two thousand and eighteen election monitoring project basically, just as these companies uh, can surveil us can monitor us, we can track them as well and i 've now uh, developed uh, the the only two monitoring systems that have ever been developed so far for tracking the search results that Google Bing and Yahoo have been showing people uh, in the days and months leading up to the two thousand and sixteen election and two thousand and eighteen election so we can actually detect and preserve bias. In search results and other kinds of content that these companies are showing people, we can we can find the bias, detect the bias, uh, you know, uh, uh, document it and report it.
1: Dr. Robert Epstein is my guest again. Dr. Epstein is going to be giving a very important talk uh, on uh, on Friday at the Portage County Tea Party, Party Speakers Bureau. Uh, this is in Ravenna. Uh, just to let people know, Maplewood, Maplewood Career Center in Ravenna, it's a free lecture Friday at 7 p.m., but you have to have tickets, however, or reservations, I should say, and you can only make those at PortageCountyTeaParty.com. And uh, as of this morning, only 50 seats remain, so you're going to need to do that very, very quickly. Dr. Epstein, um, one more question about Google. You talked about search, and you talked about how Start Page, which I typed in as soon as you said it, by the way, so I don't forget to look into it after the show. Uh, what about Chrome? What about the browsers? Uh, is, is Chrome just as, as bad as the Google search page, or uh, is there something different?
4: Well, Chrome is even worse. Uh, you're, again, absolutely crazy if you're using Chrome because, uh, uh, you know, the, the Google search engine tracks you when you're doing a search, but Chrome tracks every single thing you do when you're online. And by the way, even worse than Chrome is using Android on your mobile device because Android tracks you even when you're not online. That's why Google developed uh, these additional uh, kinds of services because they want to track us 24 hours a day, whether we're online or not. The Google Home device, which they're trying to get you to put in every room in your house right now, that listens to you and your family members 24-7.
1: Now, when you say listens, what 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 are we, is it being recorded or monitored?
4: It's being re, it's being recorded. In fact, we've now developed a, a, a technique. Uh, for uh, for de- for determining exactly what it's doing, and it's literally taking every single sound that it hears, uh, and 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 recording it and transmitting it uh, to Google, and uh, uh, Google just got uh, patents issued f- uh, for uh, analyzing the sound in people's homes to determine whether or not uh, they're brushing their teeth enough, whether or not their sex life is good, whether they're arguing too much. So, yeah, it is recording and transmitting and analyzing every single sound in your home.
1: Is the uh, Amazon device the same way?
4: Well, uh, it, it has the same capabilities. It certainly is listening all the time. It's transmitting all the time. So far, though, Amazon has, has a more traditional business model. Amazon does sell products. Uh, Google and Facebook have no products Uh, for them we are the product (laughs) they just collect information about us and sell the information so they use what's called the surveillance business model that's where the real danger lies
1: now uh, this is going to sound really simple oversimplified but aren't there laws that say for uh, a conversation to be recorded uh, both parties have to be aware of said recording and i would promise well i would imagine most people are not aware they're being recorded by their google home device
4: You know, it varies state to state. A lot of states don't have such a law. Uh, but, you know, the, what's happening on the Internet so far, and, and with, especially with these platforms, is not covered by existing laws. So that's that's a problem in and of itself. Uh, but Google was just in the news because, uh, you know, they paid $3 billion to buy a company called Nest, which makes, you know, smart thermostats for your home. Sure. Except Google did, didn't reveal to anyone, this was just discovered a few days ago, uh, that Google put microphones inside these smart thermostats without telling anybody so even the nest thermostats are listening all the time so if you haven't got a google home device google's finding other ways to make sure they track everything you do 24 7 whether you're online or not
1: and and uh, forgive me for my ignorance of this what are they listening for through the nest what what are they trying to hear that is going to help them become more profitable i don't I, i don't understand
4: well, everything is about more information. That's why Google bought YouTube because that gives them more information about you know everything about you, your sexual uh, you know preferences, your political preferences, everything. And believe me, when they put a device like the Nest thermostat in your house, they're getting lots and lots and lots of information. They know about your habits. Uh, they know when you're away. They know when, you know when how long you're going to be on vacation and so on. Uh, and again, with a microphone in there, that means they. They can track everything, every single conversation that you have. They know when things are good in your family, when things are bad and people are yelling at each other. So uh, the, the uses of this information, uh, you know, the, the possible ways in which they're using it and monetizing it, uh, those are growing day by day by day. Even they can't tell you. Uh, the full extent of the ways in which they can use this information, all they know is is that the more information they have, the better and so that 's what they focus on uh, Google, on average, buys another company every week. And they buy another company every week because it gives them more information about you. That's the only reason they've been working on on developing uh, self-driving cars, because that gives them even more information than they already have about where you are.
1: Dr. Epstein, last thing before you go, you, you mentioned and suggested Start Page as an option to the Google search page and homepage. page. Um, and I know you don't get paid by any of these companies, but can you recommend a browser that uh, we are safer from than Chrome?
4: Oh, the best browser right now is called Brave, B-R-A-V-E. Just go to brave.com. Uh, and let me mention one other thing if people want more information. There's a wonderful new documentary out uh, that's called The Creepy Line. Uh, a, a, a Peter Schweitzer is a well well known uh, author among conservatives. Thank you. Is uh, is the guy who? Yes, exactly the Clinton Cash guy. Uh, he's the one who uh, who produced this film, and it's a full length documentary. It's extremely well done. It does feature some of my own research uh, on online manipulation. And that is available now on iTunes and Amazon, and it's free for Amazon Prime members uh, to stream.
1: What was the title of that?
4: The Creepy Line. You can get more information at thecreepyline.com. Uh, and it's, a, it's I have to say it's a fabulous uh, film, and it's all about the surveillance problem, the censorship problem, and the manipulation problem.
1: Fantastic! Uh, you give us a lot of homework to do here, looking up a couple of uh, different browsers and uh, and more. And I appreciate that. You're going to learn more if you go see uh, Doctor Epstein again. The Portage County Tea Party Speakers Bureau is bringing him in, bringing him in uh, to the uh, Maplewood Career Center in Ravenna Friday at seven p.m. And tickets are available only at Porter Not tickets, but reservations. There's 300 seats. You got to reserve a seat at PortageCountyTeaParty.com. PortageCountyTeaParty.com. Click on the reservations link. Very precious few left. Uh, uh, it's going to be sold out, so get those now. Uh, Dr. Epstein, really tremendous information. I appreciate you coming on and sharing this. I'm going to follow up on some of this, and hopefully we can talk again and learn a little bit more. Is that all right?
4: It's been a pleasure, Bob. I look forward to talking to you again.
1: Thank you, sir. God bless. Appreciate you. That's Dr. Robert Epstein. It's 1053. We're a little late. Let's catch up and come back in on AM 1420. Final segment of the Bob France Authority. Uh, Really, really important information there, I thought, from uh, our guest, Dr. Epstein. Uh, I'm definitely looking into Brave, uh, which is the browser that he recommended. Uh, Jim Lucio, who is our producer, mentioned that uh, this is a cryptocurrency-run uh, organization, a Bitcoin organization, which means uh, they store nothing. They save nothing. Uh, uh, it's I don't, know, I don't know a ton about cryptocurrency. In fact, I know next to nothing about cryptocurrency. But what all, all I needed to hear was they save nothing as far as your information. They're not scouting you. They're not trying to find out what you're into, find out what kinds of shopping. You do find out what kind of political sites you like to visit, etc. They save nothing. That's very important to me, as well as startpage.com. I'm going to do my best, uh, to, to, uh, you know, if I can't get there, and I, in fact, I know I can't get there on Friday night due to a previous, previous engagement, but to get a summary, maybe from Tom Z, Tom Zawostowski, the president of the, uh, um, uh, Portage County Tea Party, uh, to try to find out, uh, a little bit more about this. And I'm going to go ahead and also link to you, um, the uh, website that he mentioned with respect to the documentary, uh, because that sounds very, very important as well. If you're on my, again, here we are with the strange, you know, uh, conundrum here. I, I depl- despise and I, uh, deride these social media sites, but I have to use them to my benefit if I can. So, yes. Facebook and Twitter. I'm going to go ahead and tweet and Facebook post for you at France Radio F R A N T Z Radio. All one word, no spaces, no underscores. The link to the creepy line uh, documentary that he mentioned, uh, and you can watch it as he said for free on iTunes. You can why don't well, he said for free? He said you can watch on iTunes or Amazon, and if you're Amazon uh, Amazon Prime, I think it is, you can watch it for free. Um, but how extraordinarily endangered your personal data is. Um, It's valuable, And companies are using it for their gain. The website says the creepy line exposes those who are exposing you. I'm I'm a little bit weirded out to be uh, right now, to be honest with you, because the Nest, the uh, uh, home devices, you know, the little uh, just ask it rather than having to get online and Google something or get online and look for something or whatever. You just ask it. Uh, You know, those listening devices, the fact that there are microphones in them that are listening to everything that you're doing, you just don't think that that can ever happen this is a state of big brother but privately run not governmentally run this is 1984 but instead of big brother meaning the government is watching you it's big government or big uh, big brother meaning um, these private companies are watching you all for their own personal gain and lord only knows to how much of your detriment It's a very, very fascinating and frightening thing. So uh, thanks to Tom Z for putting me in touch with Dr. Epstein, and thanks to Dr. Epstein for coming on. All right, great conversation also today with Congressman Jim Jordan. Peter Kirsten now joins us tomorrow. We'll talk to you then on AM 1420, The Answer.
3: Enjoy the silence.